Score Rosenberg podcast coming to you live and direct from the lab as we get ready to marinate on another fascinating podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, you, you're going to be blessed tonight because tonight we have a multifaceted guest in the house. But you know how I normally kick the show off. I want to give props to everybody who checked out our last episode. I know you had a blast on that. Check out our SoundCloud. It's moving. The YouTube has everything on there right now. Facebook, Instagram. Actually, I just did a quick Snapchat. Check that out. Of course, we're going to give you the Facebook feed. However, thank you so much for tuning tonight to the Score Rosenberg podcast, SQR Radio. We're throwing out all these uh, acronyms to you right now because that's where we're going right now, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be a classic night tonight, as I said. So as we get ready to marinate tonight, a guest walked in the house and I said multifaceted. I meant multifaceted in every angle. Let's just break it down. I got my boy, Corey, a.k.a. I'm so... Hollywood in the house. Thank you so much, my friend. Hey, man, thank you for having no, me. Big. Let's just, as a matter of fact, you know, let's just segue and just give a big shout out to Heineken Yo, for Heineken providing the libations real, tonight. Best beer ever, ever see, brewed. Best beer ever brewed. Here, mm. man. I love it. Let me take a sip with the palate and jump into this podcast. Yes, sir. Once again, it's an honor having you here. Hey, likewise, man. It's Let me ask you this. Um, I gave you the ghetto treatment getting into the studio. Mm-hmm. Because when you came downstairs, <laughs> normally, you know, normally we would have the elevator. And, but I love to hear the story of, you know, my guests coming up to Mount Everest <laughs> and when they're walking in. So what was it like coming in? As a matter of fact, what was it like getting here? Hey, man, I felt like I was at home. Nice. I felt like I was at home because... Um, I ain't really come from a clean slate. Okay. So uh, when I saw the the ruggedness of the interior of the building, it just took me back to a place, you know, as a, as a younger kid out here. But um, nah, it was a journey. It was a nice little trip up to the fifth floor. So <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed the exercise. Probably needed it, you know. Put on a couple extra pounds lately. Oh, shit. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. But hey, it's Heineken everywhere in here, so I'm good. Yeah, beautiful. We, yeah, as, as a matter of fact, um, you know, my buddy was talking to me earlier, and he said, um, one thing we are is passionate about everything we do here on Score Rosenberg Podcast, mm-hmm. and we're passionate mm-hmm. about what we drink, and that's why exclusively we stick with the Heineken. You, you know, so of course we in. also drink responsibly, so we have the Poland Springs cooling to make sure everybody get home safe. So as we get ready to jump into um, who you are and what you are and the impact you're making in our world today, I just wanted to. First and foremost, in our pre-interview, mm-hmm. I wanted you to tell my listeners and the viewers out there exactly who you are and what you do. Uh, well, my name is Corey Dishman. I also go by the hashtag of I'm So Hollywood. That's I, not a Y. Um, and basically, I'm a young filmmaker. Um, no different from the next guy out here grinding to put his his vision on the screen. Um, mine is to be on the big screen and on TV. So. Um, when he said multifaceted, that's some of what I do. But that's just only a portion. Oh, big. Yeah, um, portion. In terms of your Facebook, and let me rephrase this, your social media media right. platform, could you just share with my guests where they could find you and how yeah, they could get in uh, touch with you? Um, on Twitter, I'm at I'm so Hollywood. Once again, that's with an I, not a Y. Um, as far as social media, I'm not really a big fan of it. So I kind of deleted all my Facebook and Instagram pages, but I still have um, my television page up there, which is uh, on Instagram, at The Division TV. Uh, It's doing pretty good. It's like 9,000 followers right now. For me me to not have a video up yet, 
You know, it's just uh, the leading lady pictures of her and, you know, what she does on a day-to-day basis. So it's love. I'm oh, getting wow. love, and it was organic. No, salute. Salute. Yeah, you know, so um, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely appreciative of that. Cause I'm very curious. I'm very curious about the awakening or the realization of not having a social media platform. That's kind of interesting, especially when you know in today's world, you, you, if you can't move, Unless you have that, you know. So I, I want to yeah. understand the lyrics behind that. But before you mention that, right. and let's not forget to go back to that because okay. I'm prone for segueing and not coming back to that okay, point. Okay, gotcha. I'm saying. I way. wanted to go back, and I, I'm going to get to it because we're going to start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So, my dude Corey, mm-hmm. I'm so Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Where where are you from originally? Uh, originally, I was born in Michigan. Okay, uh, Midwest only, boy. Yeah, I only lived there for about 10, 11 months and moved to Jersey, um, courtesy of my pops. You know, okay. he ended up being a single father. Shout outs to him, Andre Dishman, but- um, Oh, big shout out. Let's toast to Andre yeah, Dishman for a minute. You talked about the single Dishman, dad man. issue. Build on yeah, that for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, uh, you know, he, he was basically forced to um, make some, some choices in some extenuating circumstances, and I felt like he did the right thing. I felt like I would've did the same thing in his situation. So he flew me to Jersey. Um, we get a place. I end up living with my grandparents after about six or seven years, you know. Um, and from that point on, uh, I, I stayed in East Orange, North New Jersey area. Big. And that's Big. where I was. I was from, you know. Um, that's what I always rap. Let me let me ask you this, and I don't mean to dwell. Yes, I do mean. Let me be honest. I want to mm-hmm. dwell on it because it seems like your dad was a major impact on your life. Still is, yeah. Um, I'm very honored to hear that because mm-hmm. in today's society you don't hear the story where the dads are stand up or being there they actually just basically sperm donors yeah that's so, true um, that's true talk to me on that I, um pops is a strong dude you know he's he's from north born and raised um he he, he did a lot of things in his life you know yeah um, yeah yeah right now he's a longshoreman making a, a nice six-figure salary salute yeah you know he's doing real good for himself and his wife um and you know he he has grandkids you know i'm not the only one so um but through the struggle man you saw him be a stand-up yeah he definitely did some things that were like Damn, I don't know how he did that. You know, looking back at it, like, as far as, like, as a young man, because he was in his early 30s um, when he made the move to bring me to Jersey. Um, but he was still in the streets a little bit, you okay. know. And I remember taking trips up to, like, Harlem or the Bronx. I'm young, young, you know what I mean? Like, five, <laughs> six, and then I'll be in the other room. You know, mommy be bringing me some beans and rice or something in a pot. I'm sitting on the floor watching TV, and I didn't know what was going on. You know, I thought it was innocent. And, yeah. You know, come to find out, Pops was up there hustling. Pops was up there doing his thing. You know what I'm saying? So he uh, he was a very strong figure in my life, and I never really saw nothing bad because by the time I was like, seven or eight man he straightened up to everything beautiful and 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 even when he was in michigan that's the one thing i want to say he was um in corporate america okay he was one of very few if not the only black man in his company at that time and he was doing some things that black men weren't doing from our neighborhoods you know so um he walked away from a crazy excellent position you know company car House with the terrorist view. Ooh. Yeah, like he walked away from all of that. 
back to Jersey, no job, no nothing. So you know the situation had to be deep for him to true, do that. You know, true. so he had to get back on his feet. And I guess you know when you're back against the wall with a child, you're gonna do whatever you gotta do. And me as a father, I know now, you know, by any means necessary. My boy Corey, aka I'm So Hollywood, just dropped a jewel on Squirrel Rosenberg Radio. By Corey, you didn't necessary. even know that, but when people say something profound on this mm. show, we call it dropping a jewel. Mm. You know, mm. and you just dropped a jewel right now, ah, my friend. That's what's up. You know, I like because that. yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. when when you said you know you realize as a father now, yeah. any any means necessary. Yeah. You know, and if we all adapt that philosophy in our life, exactly, there'll be a lot of failures. Yeah, because you'll make it happen. The universe. We were talking about that earlier. The universe. Yeah, but before we segue into that, because that's yeah. what we're gonna come back in, powerful. and then we're gonna go back when we talk about the universe, and people mm -hmm. wonder like, what are they talking about? Something profound happened during the pre-interview. We're gonna touch on that. Mm -hmm. Then we're gonna go into why you were so inspired to do what you do. Okay. You know, because we remember we we stick a pin right there. Yeah. Score Rosenberg podcast. Sitting here with my boy Corey. We didn't we didn't take a quick break. Come back. Classic music in the background. Square Rosenberg podcast. Stay tuned. One. Podcast coming back with my boy Corey. I'm so Hollywood, having a great session here in the lab. Yo, people, the energy behind the scenes. I want to make sure. Big shout out to Manny for keeping this GoPro growing, so we can show you some of the power we have because it's classic behind understand. the scenes. They won't even understand. You're right, and of course that Rihanna. Uh, let me let me get it right. That's like wow. DJ Khaled, Rihanna. Wow. Uh, <laughs> stupid banger. Stupid. Yeah, I got to tell you right now, the Volume 16 Summer Mix on Squirrel Rosenberg podcast is up on um, the SoundCloud. Go check that out. It's a nice mm -hmm. mix. Anyway, Corey, let's jump back into where we left off with out. the meat of this, this powwow. Right, right. We were talking about the universe mm -hmm. and segueing mm -hmm. into your dad, leaving from your dad into where you are now and the impact the universe shared because we powered a little bit on that. Yeah, yeah. So we said initially that the universe does not understand trying. Right. Expound on that. There's no such thing as trying. It's either you do or you don't. You Another know, jewel. Another jewel. <laughs> it's All day. You, do or you don't. I mean, t truth be told, like, what, what sense is trying? Like, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to break sweat, blood, sweat, tears if I have to. The sacrifices that I need to go into it will go into it. You know, I believe in grinding from the bottom for everything I get. Big. So that when I get there, uh, not only do I not have to thank many people, but it's like I remember. You know, it's so funny. I'm going to have to stick a pin right there. 
I want to take this moment to give a big shout out to the Patterson PD and the fire department. Mm -hmm. They're consistent with the ad libs when it comes to this podcast. <laughs> you can always count on the Patterson Police Department and the fire department when it comes to the ad libs for this podcast. So, not to lose what you're saying. <laughs> Yo, let's toast. Let's lift up the Heineken to the PD, hey, bro, up, and man. the fire department, bro. Listen. I, I got to give, give them props, bro. They're consistent with the ad-libs. Listen, I, I'm a Jersey boy. I'm from North EO, but I came up here and hung out as a, as a teenager, so, you so know. I know. Yeah, I All know. Right, so, yo, so back back to um what you were a, a, a explaining. Right. The universe does not understand trying. No. It's a Either mindset. do or you don't. It's a mindset. It's a... You have to train yourself to... All right, take a pause for the ad lib. All right, we're back. Yeah, we're back. All right, so I, I just don't believe that the universe um, adheres to trying. It's no such thing. I believe you, you have to have a mindset of there is no doubt. No doubt and no fear. No fear to make mistakes. No fear to fail. You know, because I truthfully believe that, uh, I mean, I truly believe that, um, that failure teaches people more than more than anything as far as grinding. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like really, you see, like, what I'm not gonna allow yeah. you to do tonight, Corey, <laughs> is, is sneak Jules by me. <laughs> Especially with the whole of Patterson on fire right now because we are dropping Jules tonight and we are on fire in the studio. Yes, My dude, we are. that was yes, profound, bro. Yeah, it's the truth, though. Like, I, I just. Can, can I have you, and I, you may, can I have you just repeat what you just said? I don't, I, man, listen, all I know is that you have to have a mindset of no fear and no doubt because there is no room for um, for people that think that the world is perfect or that the, the storyline is going to be perfect. You have to be willing to, to fail, like I said, and make mistakes because you learn from those. Those are True. the biggest teachers um, as far as this game goes in any game, probably. No, I do appreciate you know? that. And one of the things you also said as you were finishing that up, and I don't want my, my, my listeners or my viewers to miss this, is yeah. you cannot be afraid of failing. Yeah. Because oh, yeah, the, the, yeah, the impact from failing is so much more profound than yeah, the impact yeah. from winning. Exactly. Exactly. How good would winning be if you just won all the time? <laughs> if you don't know anything different. You know, and I, and I mean... I don't discredit the people that are born into those situations where they have the silver spoon or whatever you want to call it. But um, it's just like if I you haven't we... felt that bottom, mm. if you haven't felt the struggle, you're not really in tune with life as we know it, you know? <laughs> wow. You know, that's so true. So I can see where you're now awakened and realize yeah, how yeah. the universe works right. and how things play in your life. And you have transitioned from seeing your dad make such a stalwart of an impact on your life mm -hmm. got you here so now tell me about where you are right now what are you doing right now right now i'm, I'm producing films and tv shows um that will be sold shortly i love um, the will be sold that's yeah, so that positive will be sold that shortly. i'm trying to sell them no nah, i'm gonna will I, be sold i'm not a i'm not a cocky person i'm one of the most humble people that that i think people can meet just because I, I always try to keep myself grounded no matter what. That's big. Um, but I just know without a shadow of a doubt that 
that the projects that I have are just that serious that is undeniable. Is there anything right now that are out or a teaser of some sort that anybody can go check out or? The, the one that I'm actually, um, because let me say this before I get into that and real quick, I'll get right back. Just remind me if I forget. I, I will. For years I worked behind the scenes and I hope so many people get on and get rich. I, I'm talking about years, like 10 years. I had to take a step back and realize I'm helping everybody else, but I ain't even where I want to be. Mm. So how could I be leaving the ladder out for somebody when I'm not at the top of the ladder to leave it out for them? I, I'm at the bottom trying to hold it like everybody else. True. So with that said, now I'm focusing on me. Um, and uh, the project that I'm really focused on right now is two in particular. One is a feature-length film named Cali which I'll get into in a minute. The other one is The Division TV. Okay. That's a TV series that um, is a drama series and it's based around the foster care system okay. in New Jersey and social workers, the child welfare workers in New Jersey, the DIFUS workers in New Jersey. Um, and that whole, it's just a myriad of things that come into play when you talk about foster care system. Fascinating, what's the inspiration behind that? I, I studied the game like any other game I was in. I just studied it because I want to be the best at it. Yeah, so. did you, you, sneak some, you said was in. Were you in the foster and care system? I wasn't in the foster care system, but I saw it from a different angle. I was actually a diapers worker. Wow. Yeah, amongst a lot of things in my life, I, like I said, I, I've, I've walked many different paths. All right, you know what? We're kind of all over the place because you're dropping so much more <laughs> valuable things here. Yeah, so I want to yeah. gather things together. So now... You've transitioned, you're, and I ask you where you were right now, right? right? We right. mentioned the movie stuff, the two, mm -hmm. the two um, snippets that are out right now, right, or the right. things you're working on, right. the division, mm -hmm. TV, right. and Cali. 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 Then we segued into the foster care system, which is what the mm -hmm. division is all about. Right, right. Explain to me, or share with us, that mm -hmm. dynamics. Um, to be honest, it's crucial. It's... it's it's an unfortunate situation when you have kids that are not um, placed in the care of their own family. Um, and when I say family, I don't mean blood. Anybody that provides that level of care for you that you have that connection with is family. Very profound. Um, and these kids are being treated like animals or less than. You know, wow. in certain circumstances, and there's more cases than not. Mm. I was a diapers worker for six years. Believe it or not, I. Um, I was an independent student. I put myself through school after a football scholarship fell through at Temple. Uh, I landed at Seton Hall. Okay. And I, and, I, and I worked my way through and graduated from Seton Hall and was fortunate enough to land a job with Dyfus. Yo, let's big shout out to that, bro. Let's yeah, big shout yeah, out to that yeah, growth. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just, big shout out to that. At that point, I had a child already, so I had to do something the right way. I couldn't. Especially considering that your dad left such a high high bar. And that was the standard that was set. So I could not fall short of that. You know, I could not fall short of that. And thanks to him, you know, I, I consider myself a, a pretty decent father, you know. Big. And his shadow. But, um, yeah, the Division TV, is that what I was talking about? Yeah, but you also mentioned that once, you, you, once you, you went through college and then you had your kid and you realized that, you know, you had to do a stand-up. I want to know how mm -hmm. you got into being a diapers worker out of all the other things you, you could have done. Why that? <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to do much of anything in school except play ball in high school. So I didn't really 
focus on anything else. I knew I wanted to be a physical therapist, but then when I got to college, I didn't like science. So, okay. and I was a straight A student. Like, I mean, I did what I did in the streets, and you know, anybody from out there tell you who I was when I was out there, but. I was also a straight A student. I had no book yeah. bag coming hey, home or nothing. You but know, you know what's so funny? I hated guys like you yeah, in high school. They always said that. They always said that. But the, the it, crazy thing was, I used to help everybody though. I wasn't one of them. No, because you know, you what know, I mean? know I this guy everybody. was partying like a rock star. He was it, always be at the party. Got in everything class, moving. In honors and classes. How the hell is he getting A's? Man, we was in honors classes, and man, and it's in a private school in high school. Me and my man hitting the lockers after school, and he, I'm pulling out my joint. He pulling out his. Like this is how we were living. Living as teenagers in a private school when everybody thinks sweet, you know, they ain't knowing I got packs under the bed at home that my pops is finding and, and pulling me out of school. Like, yo, what's going on? What am I missing? You know what I'm saying? Like, so, and it was just me trying to be grown, you know, too fast. Squirt Rosenberg Radio, Squirt Rosenberg Podcast. He just dropped another jewel. Trying, trying to, to be, be grown. grown. Thinking I know it all. You know, and not realizing what responsibility came with the territory that I was embarking on, you know. And it was a rude awakening for me. Luckily, I didn't get locked up or anything as a kid. But, you know, I did go through some things that were like, damn, do you really want to do this? Do you really want to get into this color lifestyle? You know, because gangs was a, was a prevalent thing in my area, you know. And I came in at a time when it was the thing. You know, not not even as a trend, but that was the thing in the neighborhood. Period. So, so you go through that experience, right? And the light bulb goes off, right? And a transition is made. Yes. We're gonna take a quick break on School Rosenberg podcast. Come back. I want to talk about that light bulb moment, that that transition, that two degree turn that has now made Corey, my boy. I'm so Hollywood. The impact he's making today. School Rosenberg Radio. Mm-hmm. School Rosenberg podcast. Mm-hmm. Bang out. Podcast, my boy Corey. I'm so Hollywood. Classic podcast, my dude. Yeah, this is real, no, you're dropping jewels. Yeah. You're telling. You're just giving us a real experience, which is what we're about here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because I want to make sure anybody listening understand that. Wow, I can relate to that. Yeah. I can relate to that journey. Yeah. And then nice. we pull out of this. So. 
crack onto this real quick. The light bulb moment. Yeah. When you were like, yo, what? This lifestyle that I'm not even supposed to be getting involved right, with. Right, right. How do I? When did that happen? Was, uh, was it a moment? Was it something that happened? Yeah. Um, it was a string of things that happened. A string of um homicides, man. Just people that were close to me, um, start perishing, and some of them were innocent. And didn't deserve to be caught up in anything, you know. Tell me at some, that point, without mentioning names, give me right. a specific moment. Uh, one of the last times was um, my man. He he wasn't involved in gangs or anything. He's just like the young pretty boy on the block, you know, the one that all the girls like. <laughs> he he's riding in the back seat of a car, and, and they're at McDonald's um, in East Orange, and. While they're in the drive-through, I think it was, because this is like 20 years ago, not even 15 years ago though. Um, cars just start shooting at them, you know, and chase them down the block, and they get down to where his house was, and they still shooting in the car. He's the only one that died. Oh. Um, but he was innocent, you know, and come to find out, it was a, uh, it was over gangs. Mm -hmm. It was a uh, gang initiation. And he, he just was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Um, and that's when I realized, like, it ain't, what, it ain't what it's supposed to be. So you go from a complete, you, you make a complete 180 change. Yeah, definitely. Like. Yeah, 19. Everybody was calling. I mean, not everybody, because some people supported it. You know, some people saw what I was trying to do. You know, I was because I was an activist at that time. I was in the community just trying to change everybody at that time. I was trying to save the world. I'm like, yo, you got to see it the way I see it. Not knowing I'm young. You know, you can't convince everybody of of what you're trying to do. But the ones that understood me understood that, it, you know, it was time for me to get, get out of that. I was 19. I wasn't too old. You know, I was young. Um, and that's when I just started stepping away from it. But what was real was... I was in college and I started taking, you know, the 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 hustlers, the gangbangers, the car thieves off the block to campus, Ooh. to Hampton, to Temple University, and letting them experience that because I know that they had never seen anything outside of the hood. Okay. What know? was that like? I mean, that was a dope experience. You know, I was the only one that really had the money to do anything, so I just put everybody on a train, and we all just mobbed out there. You know, and we got we got hella memories, mm. if nothing else, you know. Right. Some of them ain't here no more. Some of them locked up. You know, some I lost contact with, but when we went through it, it was a dope experience. You Yo, know, I, so. I think one of the common threads I've heard through your entire story is this urge to serve yeah, through yeah, everything yeah, you've yeah, done. Got to. You know, and then now you, you, now you, you're inspired and because that 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 whole story of taking you know the guys from the hood to the college, yeah, you know yeah. people might think, well, why wait? You're just going to the college. No, that right. change of environment, that just just being somewhere different and seeing yep. other people like yourself yep. doing things. You're like, wow, you know, you're yep. inspired. You know, exactly. So I wanna I wanna get to this. No, you, and we we spoke about this because in the pre-interview you mentioned that you were a teacher, mm -hmm. and I want to touch on the Dyfus worker thing. So. When did you become the Dyfus worker? Straight out of college. I graduated in 2005 from Seton Hall. 2005, I became a Dyfus worker. Like I applied right after I graduated, and I, three months later, I was there. Wow. Um, I didn't even really give it any thought. At that time, I was coming out of college, and I knew I needed a job. And I'm like, well, I just paid this money for this degree. 
I'm going to use it. <laughs> so you just want to get a typical nine to five job. Yeah. I mean, I was applying for everything, enterprise, rental car, whatever. <laughs> like, I was just trying to get paid legally without no problems. You know what I'm saying? You completely like, made a 180 change. Yeah, yeah that was yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I knew I had a baby to feed at that point. So I was just trying to do the things the right way. You know, and um, I started working at Dyfus, not knowing what it really entailed. What was the first day like? First day was like, wake up. Things ain't what you think they are. Like it's just not. Like I knew from the very beginning, this not gonna last forever for me. Like I can't do this. Like they're taking kids from their parents. <laughs> like they're taking kids from their parents, and in all honesty, it's not always the right thing to do. Okay, you know, it's but a lot of politics involved. Okay, you know, money plays the issue, of course. So yeah, but um, you know, I resigned from there. So, uh, because of the social strain or the psychological strain, uh, it was a complicated situation. I leave it at that. But, That's fair. Um, I resigned from there in good standing, and at this point, I, I've created a show alongside another young lady who doesn't even want the credit anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't really want her name involved with it. Okay. Um, and the show is to shed light on the DAFIS system. Yes, yeah, to shed light on the whole child welfare system and the foster care system in general. Okay. You know, because I just think it's it's something that it gets over overlooked. You know, I looked at TV and I said everything falls into certain categories. You have your legal TVs, whether it's law enforcement or lawyer shows. You True. Have your medical field TVs. True. The nurses or doctors. Like, it's categories. Even drama, series. You know what I mean? Like organized crime, family, stuff like that. I just wanted a show that had everything in it. Because I figured if I have all of this in it, then... It's something for everybody. Yeah, yeah. And that's how I always approach things, try to be as worldly as possible with it so it affected as many people as possible. No, I appreciate that insight. I am very inspired and curious, actually, is the word I'm looking for, Mm -hmm. by the transition from a diaphus worker to a teacher. Okay. Um, There was was about a five-year interval where I wasn't doing anything as far as diaphus or teaching. I tried selling insurance. Dang work. Okay. Uh, that was only for like six months. And I was I was killing them at first. <laughs> I mean, I was bringing home a few stacks a week, like killing them, but you know, it ain't last long. You know, I wasn't really passionate about it, and oftentimes that's what happens with me. If I'm not passionate, I don't. I don't. Finish you know, I don't finish. I don't finish through with it. School I don't go Rosenberg through with it. podcast. Another jewel. Yeah, like I, I just don't. Be passionate with it. Got to, got to. And if it's something I don't believe in, I don't even participate in it anymore. At this point in my life, because I, you know, I just feel like I wasted years helping everybody else, and now it's like I'm not wasting my time unless it's something I honestly believe is going to take it to that level. I appreciate that insight. So, mm-hmm. no, you're going through that valley where you're in a this 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 lull between the diapers work and teaching. Right. When when and and you've been straight up so far, so I'm not going to tell yeah, you to yeah, be straight yeah. up with me. No, you can. When did that transition to go into teaching, or why that transition into teaching? Um. Because I was trying to do a little bit of everything. At that time, I was in the entertainment business. I was trying to do the music thing. Um, And I just was trying to wear too many hats. And it came to a head. I got three kids. And I was like, I got to stop playing. I mean, not like I was ever, they were ever in need of anything. You know, God bless. God willing. I was always able to provide. You know, but um, they, they, they were the motivation for me to just 
find a salary. Even even if I wear these other hats, find something that's Stable. solid. Mm. You know what benefits, of course. You know, yeah, women yeah. talk about that. Like, of you course. gotta have benefits. Of course. You know? So <laughs> cheers to the woman, right? Yeah, cheers <laughs> to the women. Cheers, cheers to, to their the, mother. Yeah. yeah um, you know, but everything happens for a reason. And I've always worked with kids, and you know, I I coached, did a lot of other things with kids that were. You know, off the off the book, off the record. Just because you try were, to save a life, yeah. Man. Just because you were you were passionate about it. Yeah, like I've been there. I did that. You know, I'm. I, you might not believe me, but I was right where you were, right where you are, rather. And you spent the time talking to that young child. Absolutely, as often as possible. I don't think I ever stopped doing that. I don't care how famous I am. Like, if a kid reach out to me and he can get in contact with me, and I can do something within my means, then I will do something. Mm. You know, and that's, Beautiful. that's I, Yo, as, I, I as, as, saying that. As I get ready to close on this last segment, and we're going to come back with um, a quick wrap-up of the groups you're working with mm-hmm. and some of the artists you're affiliated with. But as we close out on this segment, mm-hmm. I wanted to want more because you've said that, that you're never too exhausted or too tired to talk to that young person. Right. Right now, just recap how they can get in touch with you. Let my viewers know how they can hey, reach out to you. Man, the best way to get in contact with me is to hit Instagram up at the division tv straight up the division tv um and just leave a a message a comment a dm do something like that and somebody give me the word faster than and what we're going to do is we're going to make sure we're linking our facebook and our instagram and our our -hmm. social media platforms with yours just to make sure you know people out there have their resources so as we rack out on score rosenberg podcast we're gonna take a quick break come back wrap up with my boy Corey. i'm so Mm -hmm. hollywood here are the acts he's working with, drop some of their music wow. and prepare for the Division TV one. Podcast. We're getting ready to wrap up with my boy Corey. I'm so Hollywood. Once again, my friend, let's lift these green bottles up. Heineken. Thank you so much for being here, man. Yo, thank y'all for it's having been, me. Oh, wow. This is an amazing experience. I no, I appreciate the, um, like the straight knowledge, the jewels that are sprinkled in between the powwow, mm-hmm. just to let people know that, listen, not only are you listening to the truth, but you're also mm-hmm. hearing a story of somebody who has experienced uh, a data who's been official. Mm-hmm. Raised the bar, mm-hmm. came out, made the left turn, got back right, started mm-hmm. serving others, right. became a teacher. Right. By the way, what grade do you teach? Fourth and fifth. 
Oh, yeah, <laughs> what is that like? Yeah, it's crazy. I love the kids though, so you know. It's just organic. Yeah, and I'm nothing like what people think I am, like, cause I'm, you know, I'm big. I'm six four. I'm two hundred twenty pounds. Like they said, big guy with a beard. Yeah. And I'm like a gentle giant in the classroom. Like the kids all love me. They're so. blessed to have you there, bro. Yeah, I almost started a riot the last school I worked at. <laughs> what happened? Well, me and the administration ain't get along too well, so they didn't want me to come back. But they didn't want me to tell the kids because they knew the kids loved me that much. I don't owe y'all anything. I leaked it out. You know, I told one of my main students, like, and he 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 let everybody know. So they man, they ran out of class and everything. Yeah, protested, had signs and everything. Like we won't come back if he won't come back. Oh. Change their social media names to my name. What? Yeah. Oh my dude, that is salute, my yeah. dude. And they all still got my number. They all still keep me in the group text and all mm. that. Like, and their parents know. You know, some of them are in my daughter's video, which we'll talk about. So let's know. let's let's segue into that. So there's a couple <laughs> artists that you're working with right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, one of them being your your daughter. Yeah, my daughter. What's her man, name? Remy Girl Nye. Remy Girl Nine. Remy Girl Nine. So we have a. Let's hear some. But before we even hear that, <laughs> t- describe what Remy Girl Nine is, because we're gonna have her on the on the podcast very very soon. I like to refer to her as a ten year old phenomenon. Ooh, phenomenon because she's a word crazy. just coined here on Squirrel Rosenberg podcast. <laughs> yeah, I've been hashtagging it. So yeah. if I see somebody using it, I know I had thirty nine last time I checked. <laughs> <laughs> we organic kid. We start from the bottom. You Yo, know no, what that's mean? big. So, a phenomenon. Yeah, yeah, at ten. Ten years old. Writes her own music. Gets in there. Records it all, off her head. By then, she already memorized the whole song, and she's just in her zone. Ten years writing, old. Ten. Writing her own stuff. You were, you were yeah, about to say uh, writing. Um, she actually co-produced one of her songs. She uh she gets in the booth and she just does it off off the top of her head. I can't wait to get her she here. She writes it and memorizes it and goes in the booth and goes ham. You yeah. know, there's an old saying. I was gonna say it's a Jamaican saying, but I know it's not a Jamaican saying. But there's an old saying that the apple mm-hmm. does not fall far from the tree, my friend. <laughs> yeah, so, a lot of people say that though. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I I mean, I love music. It was a point in time where I dabbled and dabbled in it, but. Nothing like what she's accomplishing at her age. But you know what's so funny? And I'm gonna drop this jewel on you because okay. we have a guest that's coming. His name is Kemar, okay. AKA Crooks Manshata. And we, mm. were ha- we were having a very deep conversation. Okay. And he said to me, your kids are here right. to finish what you didn't complete. Wow. What about Squirrel that Rosenberg. One. Yeah, Squirrel Rosenberg Legacy, podcast. Man. That's yeah, legacy yeah, talk yeah, right, right there. Yeah, like. That podcast coming up with my boy Crooksman Shot, I'm telling you right now, is going to be phenomenal. That's just one of the jewels he sprinkled on That's me that I saw that was right applicable there. right here because listen what you're telling me right now. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, but I'm a big firm believer in you have to have something for your kids. You have to leave them something. Like, it can't just be, and I don't mean to say this because I don't see any color. I don't see any race. only color I see is green. But it shouldn't only be white people that leave something for their kids besides money. Leave them a way to generate their own money. Leave something behind a legacy, you a know. Legacy. And um, I'm just a firm believer of that. But she, um, she's been doing music since she was two. She was memorizing Justin Bieber songs from the from the rip, like, and I knew it, like. Cause I played a lot of music yeah. from the, you know, always. So. She's gonna finish what you started, my friend. Yeah, she's going crazy right now. Any other so. artists that you're working with? Um, Dice Dollar is another artist that I'm working with. He's out of Newark. Okay. I mean, he has hundreds of 
tracks done. He has videos on YouTube where he's um, displaying just, he's a lyricist. So, nice. Um, but okay. Remy Girl Nye is the focus Frank, right now. Big, makes um, sense. Because Dice Dollar has been doing this thing for some time now. Okay. She's just, she's only been doing this for about nine months right now. And she's already getting ready to sign a, a first deal. You want to share with my listeners and my viewers where they could listen to some of her stuff? Yeah, you can go on YouTube. She's on Instagram, Remy Girl Nye, dot 1738. 1738 kind of gives it away. Squaw! You know, yeah, yeah, definitely. She's getting ready to sign a deal with a. RGF, uh, and when, when they come back from overseas, she will be getting in the studio with them, so that's a blessing. Big. Um, she, she actually was inspired by Fetty. She said that's the reason why she raps, Fetty and Monty. Yeah. Um, she memorized the whole mixtape like as soon as she got it. Wow. And then the whole album immediately after. Wow. And that's all I heard. Because her flow. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, all yeah, I yeah, heard. Yeah, the flow for, is official. Uh, that's all I heard so, for months in my house. You know what's so, so funny? I think, not, let me rephrase that. I know your, 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 your daughter is not only benefiting from finishing your story or complimenting your story, but the fact that you had such a stalwart of her dad, that barrier or that, not, no, that baton is also being mm-hmm, passed on and mm-hmm. she's feeling the fringe benefits of that. But mm-hmm. as we get ready to wrap here with my boy Corey, a.k.a. I'm so Hollywood. Yeah, I want to just say this, my friend. Yes, sir. I ask all my guests this question. Go ahead. I give you the magic wand. Mm-hmm. You got two things you could change in the world or in your life. Mm. What would be those two things? Oh, man. I'm, I'm kind of selfless, so I, I, I'm going to stray away from myself and I think about the world, the bigger picture. Um, I'm going to go with the, the, the old saying for the first one, war. You know, if there wasn't violence like it is, then I think the world would be such a better place. You know what I mean? Like, it's just too many people dying. I'm not just talking about just us. Just in general, it's too many people dying, you know. And I know crowd control is a big thing. You know, I don't want to get into too too much, but, you know, population is a problem. You know, we're using too many natural resources too fast, consuming it. So, you know, things happen for a reason. But... I don't think war should, I, I really think war could be avoided. In so that's one of, of the things you would eliminate. Yeah, I would eliminate war. And um, Your second thing? My second thing, if I could change anything in the world. Um, I mean, that's a hard one because there's so many things that you need to fix. But uh, I guess I run with the foster care system. You know, mm. Division TV will, will, will push that, that button. You know, but Ooh. these foster kids deserve a chance, man, and they not really getting a fair shot. No, I love opinion. that, bro. You I love that. Something wrong with that one. Score Rosenberg podcast, another profound, profound powwow as we sit yeah. here with my boy Corey. You know, you think as you say, people see you, they perceive one thing. When you're talking about movies and film. Yeah. And what you do, yeah. we dig a little bit deeper and we find out about your Difus connection. Right. You're teaching fourth graders mm-hmm. and your entire story. It's inspiring, my friend. Thank you. So I just want to take this moment right now to not only big you up, big a round of applause so uh, much for you being here. Y'all, I really appreciate that, bro. That appreciate was that was that was profound. That was hey, profound. Man. So as we get ready to wrap here on School of Rosenberg podcast, yeah, your man. your two wishes that you had, you know, as I said before, I've asked that question to all my guests, mm-hmm. and I gotta tell you. Yours have a domino effect mm. Mm. because when you make an impact on one child's life, mm-hmm. 
you know. So I salute mm-hmm. you. Let's lift these Heinekens. Yeah, Toast to that. One more time. Division TV, Score Rosenberg Podcast. We're yes. here blasting off. Yes. Good conversation. Good energy. Shout Stay out tuned, to Money ladies Mac. and gentlemen. One, thank you for tuning in. Bro, there's money to be made. I'm on the road to the riches. You in another lane. I'm all alone at the bar. Take the...